Welcome to the Bhukti Boli podcast. And today we have one flew over the cuckoo's nest, one of America's most challenged and banned novels. 1974, five residents of Strongsville, Ohio, sued the local board of education to remove the novel from classrooms. They deemed the book pornographic and said that it glorifies criminal activity. has a tendency to corrupt juveniles and contains descriptions of bestiality, bizarre violence and torture, dismemberment, death and human elimination. 1975, the book was removed from public schools in Randolph, New York and Alton, Oklahoma. 1977, removed from the required reading list in Westport, Maine. 1978, banned from the St. Anthony Fremont High School and the teacher who assigned the novel was fired 1982 challenged at New Hampshire High School 1986 challenged at Aberdeen Washington High School in honors English classes 2000 challenged at the Yorba Linda University California parents say that the teachers could choose the best books but they keep choosing this garbage over and over again the teacher who assigned this as reading was fired the year 2000 let me bring it to your attention again the year 2000 we are in the 21st century and someone is calling this garbage can you even imagine and today we have sushmit with us who is going to talk about this so much misunderstood and challenged and banned book hello sushmit it's good to have you here hello everyone my name is sushmit i am 17 and i study in delhi public school gurgaon i am an avid writer and write short stories in my spare time i love playing sports and play cricket semi professionally i also occasionally produce music and write songs but i definitely wouldn't call myself an expert in the field well set in an oregon a psychiatric hospital the narrative serves as a study of the institutional processes and the human mind as well as the critique of behaviorism and a celebration of humanistic principles what do you think of the setting of the book being a psychiatric hospital and all the psychiatric hospital is the novel's primary setting it is a small world of routine regulation and discipline all dictated by nurse ratched the ward's head nurse she controls all the patients within the hospital's closed confined oppressive space nurse ratched uses divide and conquer tactics to pit the patients against each other further strengthening her rule the hospital's interior seems to act as a microcosm of totalitarian society and nurse ratched is the powerful figure who dictates how things work much of her power is focused on keeping the patients isolated from the outside world When McMurphy shows up he undermines her by changing the setting of the book. Brompton's tale focuses mainly on the antics of the rebellious Randall Patrick McMurphy. He's a character who invokes many many emotions. How would you grade him? Randall Patrick McMurphy is a red-haired wild American of Irish descent. He consistently engages in brawling and gambling. It is perhaps part of his innate nature that he does not adhere to social strictures. 
It is also reasonable to assert that his imprisonment during the Korean conflict deeply impacted his distrust of authority. The fact that he was awarded the Distinguished Service Cross for leading an escape foreshadows events later in the novel. It also creates a better understanding of his motivations. McMurphy represents freedom and determination, characteristics that wildly clash with the oppressed world, which Nurse Ratched controls. Through Chief Bromden's narration, the novel establishes that McMurphy isn't crazy, but rather that he is trying to manipulate the system to his advantage. His sanity contrasts with what Kesey implies is an insane institution. Uh-huh, that's so true. The head administrative nurse, Nurse Ratched, rules the ward with absolute authority and a little medical oversight. Don't you feel that Nurse Ratched's ward looks like a totalitarian society? It is necessary to state that the mental asylum can be used as a model of a totalitarian society. It possesses the main characteristic features of a totalitarian state. It has a tyrant that rules the state and submissive citizens that are controlled, oppressed and watched constantly. It is maintained due to the cult of personality and the support of the secret police played by the other staff members. Nurse Ratched plays the typical tyrannical ruler of a totalitarian regime. She establishes and maintains strict military discipline in her ward. Her nickname, the Big Nurse, like in the quotation, the Big Nurse watches this through her window, is proof of her tyrannical behavior and unshakable authority in the asylum. She possesses total control over the medical staff and the patients of the asylum. A lot of characteristic features of totalitarian regimes can be found in the book, such as, for instance, total control of and regulation of all aspects of public and private behavior. Nurse Ratched completely controlled everyone who entered the asylum, the staff and the patients. What is more, the nurses' victims did not even realize the power established over them that proved the talent of the tyrant and maintained the cult, one more necessary characteristic of a totalitarian society. You know, after the entire thing that I was speaking about, about the book being banned and, uh, you know, the book being termed as garbage, we at Book Bebuli feel that there should not be policing of books. What, however, is uh, what has to be kept in mind is your taste, your aptitude, and how you like certain books, because the author has, in, has a perspective, and so does the reader. And this is what we believe in Bukhbe One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest has been criticized for its treatment of race and gender. Why do you think this is the case? McMurphy isn't a good guy. He's full of falls, actually full to the brim with them. He's a misogynist, a sex offender, a con man, a gambler, a thug. He isn't our protagonist because he's virtuous in any way. But we want him to succeed, to be the ratchet, not because he's good, but because the alternative, a total crushing conformity and control would be worse. What do you think about that? The relationships in Kesey's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest promote sexist views of traditional gender rules by elevating male power. While the political and social climate may have influenced Kesey's anti-feminist stance, it does not justify condoning the men's use of force upon powerful women like Nurse Ratched. In his attempt to voice his sexist opinions, Kesey only succeeds in creating one-dimensional characters that lack depth and substance. 
The one-dimensionality of the characters leaves the male characters as mere caricatures of men, powerful and dominating, or weak and wispy. In contrast, the female characters are either sexless machines like Nurse Ratched or submissive sex tools like the strippers they invited to the psychiatric ward. In the book, Kesey's failure to accept a powerful woman without sacrificing her femininity reveals his own paranoid fears of feminism. We have to accept books as products of the times in which they were written. Older works often have strong elements of racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, and homophobia. But for the classics, it is worth tolerating in order to experience the more valuable parts of the book. Well, not the main protagonist, Chief Brompton, is a, who's a long-term patient in Strachit's psychiatric ward. He narrates the events of the novel. And why, why do you think that is? The reader eventually learns that Chief Brompton serves as the story's narrator. This gives the story a bit of irony which is when the opposite of what one expects to happen, happens. Bromden being the narrator is ironic because he has been pretending to be deaf and mute for the whole novel, yet he shares the story with the reader from his perspective. However, reading the story from the perspective of Bromden has its own set of issues. Because the chief has paranoid schizophrenia and is heavily medicated almost all of the time, he is considered an unreliable narrator and cannot be trusted to reveal the actual reality of the events that transpired in the story. Bromden himself even addresses this point in his final statement. He discusses the true nature of storytelling and the nature of the truth. He says, quote, it is the truth, even if it didn't happen, unquote. Okay, and now to the final question. You have read the book and you have liked the book. So I would like to ask you that did the book make you question the accepted definitions of sane, insane, sick, healthy? Modern society is an oppressive and mechanizing force. The hospital is a place for the people who do not fit into their roles in society like cogs in a machine. This way of interpreting the world emphasizes that those who do not conform to the rules and conventions of society are seen as defective. Such people are labelled mentally ill and sent for treatment. The hospital is defined as the place where these ill go to be cured. However, in the cases of Ellis, Ruckley and Tabor, the cure, being in the psychiatric ward, is worse than the disease. Ellis and Ruckley are considered failures, but Tabor is regarded as a success. Though called a success, he functions like a robot, incapable of independent thought after he leaves the hospital. As such, he fits perfectly into society. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure to have you with us. It was a great pleasure to be a part of this experience. It truly let me broaden my horizons by letting me choose which book I wanted to review. Reviewing books is an undervalued art and I would love to come back again later. Thank you for having me and thank you Book Bibuli for this unique experience. And there, my friends is one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Tyrannical nurse Ratchet rules her ward in an Oregon State mental hospital with a strict and unbending routine. Unopposed by her parents who remain cowed by mind-numbing medication and the threat of electric shock therapy. But a regime is disrupted by the arrival of McMurphy, the swaggering, fun-loving trickster 
with a devilish grin who resolves to oppose her rules on behalf of his fellow inmates. His struggle is seen through the eyes of Chief Bromden, a seemingly mute half-Indian patient who understands McMurphy's heroic attempt to do battle with the powers that keep them imprisoned. Ken Cassie's extraordinary first novel is an exuberant ribald and devastating on his portrayal of the boundaries between sanity and madness. And now it's time for the book be bully read record. The reading competency required for this book is 6. The reader should be able to comprehend the colloquial. The writing style is different and you will take some time to get used to it. The language is easy, however, the flow and the style being different, it takes a little while to get used to it. If you like it, you can possibly finish it in 3 to 4 days and it can be read with breaks. But if you do not like it, feel free to shelve it on your DNF list. The genre is classics, mental health and psychology. It will be a natural extension to a reading trajectory which already has fear and loathing in Las Vegas, Slaughterhouse 5 and The Catcher in the Rye. The book is disturbing and would only be suitable for ages 15 and above. The plot obviously raises a lot of ethical questions. The monotypic iconoclastic novel illustrating the evils of unbridled government oppression in institutional forms. within a democracy both subtle and ruthless one flew over the cuckoo's nest and winces the fort force of literature as a monument of wit that will survive the monuments of power once you have read this you are ready for a clockwork orange by anthony burgess again i would like to put a rider there this might or might not be your cup of tea so be a little careful and just to end ting tingle tingle tremble toes she's a good fisherman catches hen puts them in a pens wire blyer limber lock three geese in a flock one flew east one flew west one flew over the cuckoo's nest out spells out goose swoops down and plucks you out All the best and happy reading.